Ladies and gentlemen, live from down in the Bear Cave Studios, it's a special edition of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, sold out, with your hosts, Freddie Eloso and Stevie G. Now, the Sold Out Podcast. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, Stevie G. What's up, guys? Let's go. And we don't have the encyclopedia tonight. He's still on vacation. But Steve, bring it in. I mean, Anthony's somewhere in Scotland or Italy right now, and that's a benefit to us because we got Jeanette Horning coming back on with us. Jeanette, thank you so much for coming back on. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. So what's going on? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just constantly living in the gym and the ring training. Unfortunately, I actually dislocated my left shoulder last month. So once again, I've been benched with an injury, but it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. How, how's it been at the performance center? Uh, it's, it's actually been good there. They had, um, they just did a nice little uh, segment with Fox 13 uh, probably a couple weeks ago, and a Triple H was there. Um, icons were there. Um, a few were wrestlers, and then actually a couple people that I went to the WWE tryout were actually uh, there as well. So that was really awesome to see them on TV and how excited they were. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, training a little bit, uh, trying to, you know, really almost baby these injuries. Unfortunately. Um, and then we've actually just been gearing up and getting ready for WrestleMania that's coming to Tampa in April, April 5th. That's going to be exciting. exciting. Yes, that is going to be huge. So we've been preparing, you know, with Hogan and at the beach shops and, you know, we're always back and forth with WWE and, you know, just trying to figure everything out and make sure we're ready for this huge influx of people that are going to be coming our way. I mean, two things. One, I also saw you did go to the uh, on-ticket sale party last week, right? I did see some pictures on your Instagram. Yes, I actually attended the WWE uh, launch party for WrestleMania. So it was the WrestleMania launch party here in Tampa. And that was great. Um, uh, I saw a few of my girlfriends that actually had a show that evening and wrestled. Another good friend of mine who's actually a referee for them, his name's Eddie, he was there as well. So it was nice to like catch up with everyone and see everyone. And then, of course, Mark Henry was there, uh, Jimmy Hart, Nia Jax, Boogeyman, uh, Ricky Steamboat. You know, some really big names were there also doing some meet and greet and autograph signing. And it was completely free to the public, which was amazing. I mean... The kids that were there just had such a great time. It was so great to see their smiling faces. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Nia Jax. Like, did you talk with her? Like, any updates? I know I, I'm watching Total Diva. She's injured. She's out. So, she, yes, I did speak with her and chat with her a bit. Um, she is currently injured. She honestly doesn't know what's next for her. 
Um, but she does have a new hairstyle, and she actually is killing it right now. So I don't know if she's debuted it yet, but she looks just flawless with it. Awesome. And you mentioned the beach shop. Um, based off of some of your posts, um, you guys got another business opening above the beach shop or next to it? Uh, it's essentially, it's going to be next to it, kind of in the same plaza, kind of like a little bit off. Okay. Um, but actually going to be Hogan's Beach Bar. It's going to be called Hogan's Hangout. And it's going to be a bar and restaurant. Awesome. When's that due to open? Uh, we don't have an exact date, but they're estimating sometime, hopefully, fingers crossed, middle of January, but definitely open before WrestleMania. Oh, nice. Awesome. So I'm sure there'll be some cool stuff going on down there at WrestleMania time. Oh, yeah. We're hoping to have some pre-parties, some after-parties. Uh, right now, we're in the works of discussing and setting up a bash at the beach, per se. Okay. Um, some meet and greet, some signings with Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, um, hopefully some other wrestlers as well. Awesome. Be nice, be nice to get the band back together for that. Get the original yeah, Bash uh, at the Beach it, crew. It really would. We're, we're trying to work on some some good names, but, you know, these guys are always so busy. They're hard to they're hard to lock down. But, you know, we've had, we had a few guys come through the shop when we had a – Monday Night Raw here for the reunion special. Uh, Stone Cold, uh, Ric Flair. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Now, when that's happening, is that, like, generally, like, announced? Or is that just, like, like surprise? Like, you guys are there and, like, Stone Cold or Ric Flair walk in? Uh, I mean, we kind of knew that they were going to be coming, you know, obviously because of, of Hogan. Uh, but we don't announce it to the public just yeah. because we would just be swarmed with people and honestly we don't even announce in time when Hogan's there we let him do it if he wants to because we honestly don't know how long he's going to stay sometimes he stays for a few minutes sometimes he stays for a couple hours depends on a schedule depends on you know if he's kind of bored and wants to hang out with us um but when he had his boys in town you know they just kind of came in said hi maybe picked up some new swag and you know they were off you know pounding beers and catching up on the beach that's cool that's cool that's cool so you mentioned bash at the beach um i don't know if you heard all elite wrestling's trying to do a bash at the beach too we recently heard i heard something in the you know through the grapevine but i didn't really look too much into it i mean i i've seen a little bit of the aew stuff um but, I, I mean, people got mixed reviews. Some people say they're just too much, they're too aggressive. Um, but they have to remember, I mean, back in the day in, in the, the, you know, 70s, 80s, early 90s, like, they were doing almost the same hardcore stuff with, you know, WCW and WWF and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, now WWE. Like, you know, Vince Sr. and Vince Jr., like, they all, you know, the, 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 the Nitro, the NWO, the... You know, they all kind of did a little bit of the crazy. I mean, you you, you got to remember uh, one of the aggr- most aggressive matches that stuck out to me. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite is when Edge and McFoley had their tack match, where they threw a bunch of tacks in the ring and yeah. you know, slam slam Edge on the tacks, and then uh, you know leave his picking tacks out of uh, Edge's back, or they had the bat with the barbed wire wrapped around it. So 
they, they're saying it's too aggressive now, but I'm like, can you guys remember the adults that are saying it's too aggressive for the kids are the ones that grew up on the aggressive stuff. So sure. I don't know. So it's it's like the pot calling the kettle black there. Did you did you get a chance to see the uh, the Kenny Omega um, Moxley match that they just had that hardcore match? I didn't actually watch it, but I did pick up some highlights online about it, and yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> it, it was it was insane watching that live. I mean, the only thing like they're a good alternative to WWE right now, and I I think they're the first like. Not a threat yet as far as, like, rating-wise. I mean, yeah, they beat out NXT quite a few weeks and stuff, but it's not a full-blown threat yet. I mean, they're really going to have to up their game and keep it going for it to become a threat. But it's different from WWE. Like, it's in my opinion, sometimes it's more action where WWE does a lot of, like, you know, skits in the ring, backstage, things like that. So I'm enjoying both. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I, I do enjoy both. Yeah, I, I do understand, like, AEW is more of on, you know, strictly more the wrestling side and not so much of the dramatics and the storylines that WWE does. But, again, AEW is not, per se, more geared towards the kids as WWE is. You know, they have a lot of, they have a lot of, you know, they do a lot of charity work for kids. Uh, Give Kids the World is one of their big ones that I actually attend as well. Um, love that charity. I attended this past year's Give Kids the World, and uh, it was amazing. And you know, we had some WWE uh, people there as well, which was great to see everyone and, and reconnect. Um, but you know, they do Special Olympics, and and, and uh, so it's in AEW. You know, they don't really do that. They stick with more of the hardcore stuff. But it's two different brands, so they can't mm-hmm. critique AEW. So it's too much, it's too much. And then, you know, WWE, it's like, guys, it, yeah, it's still wrestling, but it's two completely separate brands that are going two completely separate directions. Yeah. And so it's either you're, you're all in with the aggression or you're all in, you know, with the other one. It's Or you like both. It's, you know, I don't think one should get more, you know, heat than the other. But one thing that you just said that I didn't even think about is AEW really does not do anything towards the kids they no. just put on a show and they don't have that kid's character if you will that the kids yeah. are going to follow i never even really thought to look at that it's yeah cause... it's i think aew is more geared towards these um honestly i mean i'm, I'm gonna say it but these adults that are just so sick of wwe because it is too pg yeah. for them they miss the hardcore what wrestling was the foundation of wrestling was truly built Correct. on was McFoley, Edge, Hulk Hogan, Flair, Triple H, you know, these hardcore big guys, NWO, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, all these crazy guys. And, you know, they're like, suck it and throwing stuff in the ring. And you got fans trying to jump in the ring and Kevin Nash is kicking them in the head to get out. Like, come on, that was some hardcore stuff. And they were also kids in the audience then. So yeah. I think people giving AEW, you know, a lot of shit, it's ridiculous you know you can't please everyone but i'm like listen you're giving them crap but yet you grew up on that so it's very true they're definitely not geared to that kid demographic i feel like they're they're trying to distance themselves from it and get the older demographic trying to be yeah more of like you know an adult geared brand which is totally fine you know there's nothing wrong with that sometimes it's more wrestling for all of us yeah it's it's now there's wrestling for adults there's wrestling for kids and adults it's you know it's like 
when we have kids, we completely forget, you know, the excitement it was being an adult and doing adult stuff. We get so wrapped up in like these cartoons and kids movies that like we forget to actually live a little and be adults and have fun instead of waking up every morning and going to sleep to SpongeBob like clockwork. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For sure. It's nice. It's nice to see some some hardcore shit and some blood and some guys really take a beating. It's like, yeah, that's what wrestling really is. Yeah. I it's mean, speaking true. of hardcore, Frozen Two comes out this weekend. Oh, see what I mean? Here we <laughs> go. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. All right, Olaf. <laughs> Yo, Olaf's my guy. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm like the Ice Princess. I'm as cold like my heart. So. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, this week after Survivor Series, WWE Network is debuting the Broken Skull Sessions, the brand new podcast that they're bringing on to the network with Stone Cold. The very first guest is going to be The Undertaker. I don't know if you guys gotten to see the clips. Yeah. It looks pretty awesome. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean... Real quick, I want to – first off, why is WWE breaking into the podcast? Because it's not just Stone Cold. New Day's getting a podcast. Corey Graves got a podcast. Like, they're getting a bunch of podcasts that, like, you know what? We're being shot to shit. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's the way to go right now, man. It's the new media. It's it's what everybody's doing. They're, they're finally the jumping in on the bandwagon. That Stone Cold Undertaker, the preview, it looks like it's going to be really good. And that's yeah. that that would be a fun sit down. I'm going to watch it live. live now, live. I'd like to see what this WWE podcast, since they're jumping into the amateur people world, you know, we're trying to make it big and they're trying to steal our thunder once again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what I want to know is like, is it going to be a podcast like Stone Cold's podcast? Because when Hulk was on Stone Cold's podcast, the shit that they were talking about, and that wasn't even all of it. That was just a segment of it. Was yeah. so like it was edgy. There was like no filters. Like they, you know, Stone Cold. He just says whatever the hell he wants, which is what I love about the guy. Correct. So I'm wondering, is it going to be like PG as well, or are they going to like you know loosen up a little bit, like after hours kind of stuff? That would be know. great. I mean, that would be the ideal one. I I hope so. I mean, you got Taker on there. Like I think if Taker, like I don't want Taker. I'm going to be straightforward. I don't want Taker in character. I no, want no. I want him outside the ring. Correct. In in his freaking sweatpants or SpongeBob panties. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I want him to just be him. Like, just forget the character. You're on a podcast. You're not on television. Like, right. yeah. Let's see the real Undertaker. What he's really like. And is he edgy, or is he truly, you know, the undead? Like, who is he really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd even take the Suburban Commando Undertaker from back in the day. Dude, I'll I take mean, it. <laughs> remember, that Undertaker was taking Hulk, checking Hogan out in that movie. Chasing oh, <laughs> Classic. Yes. Now, we mentioned the Bash of the Beach. We also had some MLW news. I don't know if you guys have been up on MLW, but they just signed a guest that we just had last week, Alicia, too to their backstage and commentary teams. And they also re-upped the Samoan bulldozer, uh, Jacob Fatu, to a long-term deal. The dude's a monster. I've gotten to see him live. If you guys haven't seen him yet, you're missing out. The dude's, he's, he's like Umaga back in the day. 
that same type of presence and I guess ring persona and in ring ability. He's he's the real deal. Yeah, I've heard. I haven't seen it personally myself. I mean, it was cool to hear that Alicia scored that gig, and uh, I'm hoping you could score some tickets to go see it live. We'll, we'll see what we could do. Let, let let me get in contact with some people. We'll see what we can we can pull out. <laughs> Yo, your people call my people. <laughs> exactly. We had the return of CM Punk. He had oh, his gosh. interview on WWE backstage. What was it? Two nights ago on Tuesday night. He's back with Fox. He's not officially with WWE. There's a lot of controversy there. Is like an analyst kind of deal. He's not signed with WWE. Yeah. What what are you guys' thoughts with that? I find it interesting because when he left, like he left and he was like, I'm done. That's it. You know, he left with like some beef with some people. I know he's like he never really saw eye to eye with many, but I mean he was a great wrestler. Um, people loved him. But yeah, it was it was kind of I was actually taken back when I saw the announcement that he was you know coming back to WWE per se. But I was like, wow, okay. So my next thought was, let's see what. Uh, Let's see what AJ Lee says next. That was my next thing. I was like, I wonder what she's going to come up with. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's just a matter of time. At this point, he's got one yeah. foot in the door. Mm-hmm. The communication is open. I think it's just a matter of time before we see him back in the ring. Well, I, I liked the way I, they did it last week. The fact that when they debuted him... um. It legitimately seemed like Paige, Booker, Adam Cole, they had no freaking clue he was there. We all knew he was coming at some point, but they had no freaking clue. And I liked the legitimacy, like the way it felt that, uh, you know, they were unaware that he was there in the building. Um, I also, you mentioned that, and we talk about the possibility of him coming back. I love how people like Ricochet, Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, they're all calling him out on Twitter. Like, They're all chomping at the bit. You know, like Seth Rollins said flat out he wants a match, and then Riot's like, uh, oh my gosh, Ricochet's like, I want next, and Bray Wyatt's like, never forget, you know? Like, yeah. I think they're going to try and, like, keep doing things like that just to, like, see if he gets that itch. Because you mentioned AJ Lee. She did write something, and it was something like pretending uh, that she had no clue, like, what was going on. Like, oh, did something happen? Lies. Uh, she knew. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> sure, she was probably standing backstage. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see her come back, too. Yeah, I liked her as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, yeah, I'm, I, they... I love the fact that, I mean, majority of those people didn't even know that he was coming, which I think was probably one of the better bits that WWE did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if they were to bring him back, where do you guys think would be the ideal spot for a comeback for him? Royal Rumble, Mania, where at? I think it would have to be Mania. Yeah, I was going to say, WWE likes to always shake things up, and especially they're constantly going back and forth when it comes to storylines or different 
um, slots to fill during Mania. I mean, like sometimes they'll do one and then last second they'll pull it out and switch it with something else. I think their big thing, their hype would be to bring CM Punk back at Mania. Uh, I think what would be kind of cool, I, I know they probably won't do it, would be, you know, whoever the headline, you know, the main event is for the WrestleMania is him to come in and just like totally disrupt it. Mm-hmm. What would be interesting to see him disrupt it, and then after him, AJ Lee come in and disrupt him. <laughs> that would be crazy. Listen, Mania, Mania would definitely be the spot because, like you know, they 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 focus on that show and they try to do something. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I I was shocked that uh when they were in Saudi Arabia, that's where they were last, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Having Hogan and Flair there was cool, and in my opinion, that's enough. That's two huge names on a show. That the fact that they brought uh, what's to say from UFC and the boxer, and I'm just like, I thought that would have been a mania move, not like, you know, a crown jewel move. Well, now they've got to yeah, top that, that for mania. Yeah, that crown jewel move that was kind of interesting um, that they decided to bring in, you know, the UFC guys. That was kind of like, uh, okay, I don't really know what that's about, but mm-hmm. I mean. If it works, it works, but I don't know. It just thinks because sometimes those crown jewels, they do seem like they come off as like a glorified house show. Yes. Me. I, I'm just like, all right, I uh, inter- not that Halloween's like huge, but I'm like, I interrupted my Halloween to watch this nonsense. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like the first half of it. I'm just saying they're like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I went around trick-or-treating at my neighbor's house with jello shots and not watched crown jewel like, I got the highlights later. <laughs> oh my God, I'm jealous. That sounds like a good time. Oh yeah, my neighbor always does it big. He gives candy to the kids and jello shots to the adults. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, so wait, real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. I know down by you, you had told us in the past, you have run-ins with Seamus sometimes. Have you had one recently? Yeah. And what's going on with him? Because I heard he's back to good health, but they haven't brought him back in yet. Yeah, I haven't seen Seamus in a while, but, you know, because we do have the same hairdresser, um, David Hensley. You know, he's amazing, and we would run into each other there, which uh, when I would say I have the same hairdresser as Seamus, they would kind of laugh. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we're bros like that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, I haven't seen him in quite a while. And, yeah, I do know he has a a clean bill of health uh, from WWE, but... um, yeah, I'm not too sure what he's doing because he still has his place here in Tampa, but he also did move to uh, Tennessee. So I'm not really sure what he's up to lately. If he's keeping a low profile and maybe they might do something big with him. I'm honestly, I'm not too sure. I haven't spoken with him. The thing that sucks is he's a character that when they originally brought him out, he was someone people feared. Like we talk about the, you know, the kid superstar. He feared with he he feuded with John Cena, and like you know, he was that scary bad guy wrestler. And then in the last couple of years, they kind of like shied away from that, and you lost credibility. Mm-hmm. And they do that with a lot of guys. They did that with like you know him, um, Rusev. I mean, even like. Kevin Owens, not necessarily the bad guy side of him, because he could do a bad guy or good guy side, but still, you could have kept him in the main event like picture and yeah. kind of dropped him back too. And sometimes that frustrates me. It's like you have these guys that you build up to have such a great character, and then you run out of ideas to do with them, and you just it's all right, we'll drop them. We'll bring someone else up, you know, like and that's what sucks sometimes. Cause then you like lose credibility on some of these big superstars. 
Yeah, and then you don't have answers. You're like, wait, you you think you're like, wait, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. What happened to him? Where did he go? What's his next move? And of course, WWE, you know, they won't comment on it because maybe they are, you know, thinking of something or they're not or they're just unsure. They really have nothing to say because they have no clue yet. Yeah. Yeah. But also what confuses me is this new storyline with Lana and Rusev. Like, what is that? I was just going to get into that with you. Like, makes no sense. Like, is this real or is this fake? Because oh, I'm sorry. The, the the rumor is now, of course, who, how true it is, is is obviously who knows. But apparently the write-up is Rusev is the one that came up with the idea for his wife to have an affair. That's so crazy. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, yes, we all know I'm divorced. But if I was happily married, like... In, in the business, I would not want to sit there and watch the way them two play tonsil hockey. Like, it's a little much. Like, I would not want to sit there and watch that. It's crazy. Yeah. Of, I mean, no no offense, but, like, of all people to have an affair with, Bobby Lashley, like, Yo, what, what, what's What? Of yeah. all people, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. I, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Whoa, whoa. Stop a minute. Hey, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you 110%. Like, I mean, personally, even back in his heyday, like back when he first started, I was never really a fan of Bobby Lashley. Like the guy's big in size and stuff, but character-wise, I never really cared for him. And like when they bring him back in the storyline, I'm like, come on. Like what's this guy going to do? Lana's going to have to run this whole thing for him. And even at times, like she's like messing up. Like she messed up yes, uh, the other day on Raw, like with one of the things she was saying. The restraining order. She's no. she it was like, 90 miles or something he corrects her and goes no it's feet like oh god <laughs> I, i'm so saying i was like all right you can't make that shit up <laughs> yeah live tv <laughs> but yeah that's the rumor and honestly i knew i knew of bobby lashley and all this stuff but like people some people are like who the hell is this guy this was what this is the push he needed to have an affair with rusev's wife lana like I don't understand WWE's angle and the push for that. Like it just, none of it, it makes sense. I'm like, okay, so we're going from, we're shying away from the hardcore wrestling to more geared towards children. But now we're taking a step back into like an awful episode of days of our lives. Like what is going on? <laughs> it's well, true. It's I'm like, 100% oh, I'm confused that like, I'm just like, mm, I'm turned off guys. Totally turned off. <laughs> only part that I'm enjoying with it is sometimes WWE, they have these storylines and they like, they could like ride them out if you will, but instead they make them too short where yeah. I like that they're riding them out and not throwing them into a one-on-one -on -one match yet. Right. Like, right. I'm enjoying a buildup that I hope that they somewhat keep the story good. I mean, granted this past week with uh, Lana in the ring with Bobby Lashley and Rusev not being there, like, it was that it was annoying. Like that was like, all right, five minutes of my life I can't get back. But um Yeah, like where's the match between Bobby and, and Rusev? Like, let's just get this over with already because this long drawn out soap opera of an affair is just it's not even like to me, I'm just like, This is so not believable, it's not even funny. <laughs> it's it's I just like a married couple, they're traveling together and everything. Lashley and uh and Lana, that's a oh my god, it's so much. I mean, they're acting it out great, like, as far as, like, you know, making appearances together and crap like that, but I don't know. To be in Russo, she's it's like... Just so much, it's, such a weird, it's just such a weird angle. I don't understand it. I, I really don't get it. Yeah. 
Freddie, I mean, you, the 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 one married person out of the three of us right now, how would you feel if your <laughs> wife had to get into an angle and you had to watch that? Like, and no it thing. just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, all the stuff, the social media, you know, they play it very well. She, yeah. She's off doing her own thing. He's not really on social media. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's ran its course. Like, I feel like they tried to mix, like, a Val Venus type of storyline in here, and it's just not working because it's Bobby Lashley. And <laughs> it's just, it's dull to me, and I just wish they would move on from it. It's so bad. I loved I loved the one week where, like, Rusev's in the ring, and he gets word that they're, quote-unquote, at the favorite restaurant that Lana always wanted him to bring him to bring her to, and he never did. And, like, one minute he's in the ring – Ten minutes later, he's showing up at this restaurant that looks like they built a restaurant in the back of the arena. Yeah. And people so are like, bad. ah, like, no, come on. Need better reactions here. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Now, we've got Survivor Series coming up. I want to get your guys' thoughts before we jump into the picks. What do you guys think of the complete crossover every week between – NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. I feel like that's been Loving helping it. NXT tremendously every week. I have been absolutely loving it. Like, just tonight I was watching the Rhea and Becky Lynch match, and I was like, heck yeah, because they're like, oh, you know, Becky accepted the open invitation from uh, Triple H uh, to cross over into live NXT, and I was like, hell yeah. These NXT people work their asses off to get where they are and to finally like be live on USA network and be crossing over uh, SmackDown raw, you know, these big, you know, main roster names is it's amazing. It's such a break. Um, it's just amazing to see. And um, I'm, I'm literally loving it. I just, I love that they finally get to like intertwine with main roster people from the WWE brand, though they're, they are the same company. It's just two different brands. I'm loving it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I I usually record both if I can because Wednesdays is kind of tough. It's like I got uh, what you would call it, to be straightforward, AEW. I watch all the Chicago shows. I watch uh, MTV The Challenge and um, what else? And NXT. And usually I'm watching AEW live. But the last couple of weeks, I've been watching NXT live, and I'm watching it live right now. I've like switched it up because I'm enjoying like you know them popping on each other's shows. It's been very entertaining. The only thing I'm not enjoying with WWE right now is like when you sit there. Like I'd be mad if I'm going to Survivor Series because here it is. It's Thursday. It's three days before the show, and I don't know who the NXT teams are. I don't know which every what every match is because like they they've been scheduling things last minute. I mean. The event, uh, what was it, Hell in the Cell with uh, Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. More than half those matches were not scheduled as of the Friday night SmackDown closing the two days before. It's like, as a fan, I, I just get frustrated because I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to a pay-per-view, even though I love going to the pay-per-views. But I'm like, I want to know, for the most part, what I'm going to see. And it's like, when you're like a couple days out and you don't even know the full card, to me, that's frustrating because... Back in the 80s and 90s, first off, we had Survivor Series matches where 
It was the tag team elimination matches through the whole show for the most part. You may have had one or two singles matches, and then you have the grand match of survival. Like, back when it was cool. Back when, your boy, Hogan was in it. Ultimate Warrior was in it. Like, Rick Rude. Like, all the classics. It was only Survivor Series matches. Now it's like, I don't even know why they call it Survivor Series no more, because you only have, like, two of those matches. And, like, right now, we don't even know who's in half of them. So that part of it's frustrating to me as a fan. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. It it makes it it makes it a little hard on our part to be able to give you guys as much content as we can because right before the event, we still don't know who it is, but it keeps everybody on their toes, so it's it's a bit of a catch 22. It's like who's your pick for this match? Oh, the team that has not been formed yet cuz I don't know who they are. I'm going to pick them. <laughs> Now, speaking of our picks, we can jump right into that right now. Guys, do not worry. The encyclopedia sent us in his picks. We will play that after um, we give our picks, so stay tuned for that. We've got The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan in a singles match for the WWE Universal title. Stevie G, who do you got? I mean, personally, like, I've always been a Daniel Bryan fan since the beginning, but I'm not going with him with this. I'm enjoying Bray Wyatt way too much. I think the Fiend character is one of the best things they have going right now as far as, like, you know, a singles competitor. And I would like to see him carry that belt for a while. I mean, or at least to Mania and have some sort of, like, creepy match at Mania. I mean, I don't see it happening. I would love to see Taker and uh, the Fiend face off at Mania. But, you know. Yeah. I'm having some wishful thinking right now. So my... My, my pick is Bray Wyatt by far. Jeanette, who do you got? Yeah, I'm also a Daniel Bryant fan and have been since the very beginning with him at NXT, but I'm going to have to go with The Fiend on this one. Like, I really, I'm really loving his character. Um, like, the twisted and, you know, he did such, he does these such good little, you know, segments on, like, when he did, I, when I was there for the Raw reunion, he did a, little thing with uh, Mick Foley and I was like oh that's so cool so yeah I'm gonna have to go with him on this yeah I'm going with the Fiend as well I'm just hoping they don't do that red light for the match it kind of drives me nuts like I get it's the whole gimmick and all that stuff but light it up showcase him but I am going with the Fiend next match up we have AJ Styles, the Universal, the United States Champion versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, and Roderick Strong, the North American Champion, in a triple threat match. Jeanette, kick us off. Uh, I've always been a fan of this guy, so I'm going to have to go with my boy AJ Styles on this. Nice. I, see... I, I, I have a feeling they're going to give it to AJ Styles, but I kind of want to see an upset and see, like, Roderick Strong because I feel like you wouldn't expect that. It would be cool to see an underdog, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I just I just know how WWE is for so, for so long now that as much as people would love to see the underdog take it, they're obviously going to give it to AJ Styles because, you know, he's the hype at the moment and they want to keep that run going. Mm-hmm. So, Stevie G, you're going with Roderick? Yes, sir. Are you, like, jotting these down, updating yes. an app? 
Yes, I am. I am updating the list for the encyclopedia for when he gets back so we can get the uh, the standings updated. You know, the reigning defending pay-per-view champion right here. Um, because he's, he's probably sleeping wherever he is right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Roderick as well. I feel like they've got to give NXT a shot here to make them look somewhat strong on the card. I feel like this may be the spot where they can do so. Now, next one up, we've got Team Raw with Rollins, McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown, Roman, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G. I can't with that name. (laughs) Then we've got Team NXT, which it's still to be determined. What do you guys think here? I think this is where it gets hard because we don't even know what the NXT team is. Yeah, plus there's like a, just a shit ton of people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think these matches may end up being hard to follow at times. Like, are they going to do a triple threat style or will it only be two men at a time? Like, that's what I'm anxious to see and find out. But um, I'm going to go with um, SmackDown and... I mean, I know we're not projecting we're not predicting the survivors, but I feel like when I hear the names that I heard so far, I see Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman being the one, two of the guys who like you know last through the whole match. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with you on that one. I mean, I I do love Ricochet. I think he's great. Um, I do love that he's you know a lot of acrobatic stuff and. He is dating a good friend of mine, Casey. So, but uh, I'm going to have to go with you on that one, Steven. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with SmackDown as well. The names on that list just seem too big to to let them drop one here on a big pay-per-view. And here's Not- the other thing. You think about these uh, WWE guys that Triple H has approached. I don't think Seth Rollins, but... What if Kevin Owens was to come out and, oops, NXT only has four guys. Well, I walk across the ring and I'm guy number five. Like, you know, because that's someone he approached. Like, I don't see them moving Seth Rollins to uh, NXT. But Kevin Owens, I could see that happening. Yeah. I can see it. If it happens, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Next match we got, we got the... Women's five-on-five-on-five match. We've got Team Raw. We've got Charlotte, Natalia, Asuka, Carrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. We've got Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooks, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. And Team NXT, which is, you know. Whoever. To to be determined. I mean. They should just make it the War Games team because they already have like a four-woman team for War Games, I believe. So right. just throw someone else in, and the winner of that should go in. But um, I I can't believe this. Like usually I'm a Raw guy, but I'm going SmackDown with this one too. And you know it's based off of the names, but I don't know like how you guys feel. But I'm on a big Lacey Evans kick lately. Like Lacey Evans, I really think is the future. I mean. Once in a while, like, I see people, like, talking about her online, like, oh, she botched a move or whatever. But the girl's still, like, new up in the up in the big leagues or whatever. You know, shit happens. But she's, like, 
the future between her character, who she is outside the ring, you know, things like that. Um, I don't know. I'm going with SmackDown, and that's just because I want to see her survive. But she could be an easily easy pin anyway. But Team SmackDown for me. Nice. Jeanette, who you got? Uh, that's a hard pick. They're all so stinking good. But, yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I really am loving Lacey Evans. I even loved her at NXT. Um, but I, I know Vince McMahon is, is giving her a push. Um, I just think this would probably be the right moment to give her an even bigger push. I know they've given her one, but you see her, like, spurts here and there. Like, you don't. Just like you used to see back in the day, Becky Lynch, like she would be in little spurts here and there. She was a little blurb of total divas at one point when they did the women's evolution uh, thing. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go SmackDown and I'm usually a raw person, too. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go raw on this one. I think this may be where where they give Team Raw one, you know, Charlotte's in there, you know, uh, WWE's very high on her they always have been so i think this may be where uh where team raw steals one we've got the tag team champions triple threat we've got the viking raiders we've got the new day and we've got the undisputed era the viking raiders just took a win on nxt not too long ago tonight so who do you guys got here i think Man, I think it may be the Undisputed Era here. I'm going with Undisputed Era as well. I Viking Raiders, like you said, they just got their win, and uh, I'm not trying to hate on the New Day, but they've won a mu- they've won enough. Uh, they don't need to shine in this match. Yeah, I agree. New, they've they've given enough push with New Day and stuff. They've won a bunch of stuff already, but. I don't know. I mean, they might keep it going with the Vikings with their win. They might just keep them on the streak. They, they, they WWE does tend to do that with people. I mean, like you said, hey, look at look at uh, Charlotte Flair. There, she's constantly, you know, wins, 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 wins. They're constantly pushing her. So I'm gonna switch up and go Viking era. All right, all right, all right. Now this this is what I think will be the potential match of the night. This is going to probably steal the show. It's Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Shayna Baszler in a triple threat match. This one's a tough one to call. Yeah, it is. Man. I I want to say Bailey in this one. They're underestimating Bailey. They're not like pushing her too much. That would make me think Bailey too, but I kind of want to go Becky. The man, baby. Uh, yeah, that's a hard one, too. It's going to be between Bailey or Becky, but, um, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, like you said, they're not in this new heel character that she turned. So it's almost like, are they, are they messing with us? Like, what are, are, are they thinking they're going to turn her here and then, uh, and then turn her, like, big somewhere else? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, uh as much as I would like to go the man, oh, I'm gonna switch it and just say I'm gonna say Bailey on this. All right, nice. And then main event of the night, 
We'll get we'll get back to that NXT match. We'll we'll jump into it now before we jump into the main event. So we have the number one contender. We can do that one real quick. It's Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, and Killian Dane for the number one contenders match, which will be at War Games. Um, I think it's going to be Pete Dunne. I think yeah, his, he, he's a monster. The dude's, the dude's an absolute beast. So yeah, w- would that be done. done across the board? Yeah, it is. Yep. All right. And then which then that would bring it to Adam Cole versus Dunn, which is everybody's prediction for the NXT championship oh, at man. Survivor Series. I'm still going Adam Cole. I'm an Adam Cole guy. Though it will be a great match. Jeanette, who do you got? What were the other names besides Cole? Uh, it's just, it would be a uh, singles match between Dunn and Cole. Uh yeah, call on that. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go against the grain here. I know uh, they're very high on Adam Cole, and he's been kind of holding his own. But I think to get that UK crossover, maybe some outside interference. I think uh, I think Dunn would take this one. Or Pete Dune, however they pronounce it. Now, the main event of the evening. We have Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio in a no-holds-barred match for the WWE Championship. The true David versus Goliath. Jeanette, start us off here. Who do you got? I hate to be like... Debbie Downer, but I'm so tired of hearing Brock Lesnar's name. <laughs> I'm so over it, guys. Like, come I'm on with... already. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, but I'm going Mysterio. I'm the same. Isn't it like it's no rules too, right? Yeah. Like it's no disqualification. Yeah. On so uh, yeah. let him bring his pipe and beat the shit out of uh. Brock Lesnar, I'd be totally fine with that. It would it, it would be just like back in the day. Who did uh Mysterio win to win uh, beat to um win the title originally? Wasn't it Taker? It it, it was someone it was so, big. Someone know, someone huge. Yeah, because Mysterio was like that, and then Eddie Guerrero was the one who beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, he won the belt. So like, I think we should have a moment like that again. It's been a long time since you've had. That moment where you have like a little guy take down the, uh, you know, a huge beast kind of deal. I mean, y- y- give some credibility back to like, you know, the smaller guys. I mean, I was very mad when Fox did their debut and uh, Brock Lesnar made Kofi Kingston look like a bitch. Like two seconds in, you have this guy down after he's had some pretty great matches since Mania and held that title for quite a while. And, you know, now I just want to. Oh my God! I'm with Jeanette. I hate Brock Lesnar. I freaking oh, hate. Him. I, I just I'm so tired of hearing his name. I'm like, come on already! It's ridiculous. 
Yeah, and 100%. these like I I hate it because you know he's someone who does not respect the business the way he should. Um, mm -hmm. so that's another factor. I mean, you know, granted, we had a local wrestler on a while ago from Northeast Wrestling, this guy Hale Collins, and he pointed out to me and Freddie that it was like another it was another like way of looking at these like. He's Brock Lesnar. He's the champion. He's like, when you become the champion, who the hell cares? If they're telling you you don't have to defend the title that much, why are you going to defend the title? Just keep the belt as long as you can. And, like, when I look at it that way, I'm like, all right, I guess I could see it from both ways. But Brock Lesnar's just freaking annoying now. Like, the guy doesn't even talk. Like, No, you got uh, Heyman talks for him. And, um, I mean, I get it. They're just, you know, doing up the whole character. But I just want to see a little guy like Rey Mysterio just, like, really come back because – you know, he he Rey Mysterio had a huge win um, for the the World Heavyweight Championship when he took out uh, Kurt Angle and Randy Orton at WrestleMania yeah. 22. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm going with Ray as well. I think his son's going to play a big part in this. Possibly uh, yeah. Kane Velasquez as well. Maybe even Daniel Cormier. Mm. Don't don't be don't be surprised if you get the little, you know. America, uh, was it American kickboxing team, AKA little influence there. But, um, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. Dominic, oh. You bring up Dominic. Dominic's been like a destroying factor in Ray Mysterio's career. Since, I mean, since he was a kid. Look what happened with Eddie Guerrero back in the day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your patty match. Come on. Like, Dominic's been that factor in Rey Mysterio's life. Like, what if Dominic comes out and it's like, I love Brock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shot to the gut. <laughs> now, here are the encyclopedia's picks. First, before we get into our Survivor Series picks, here is an update after the AEW Full Gear show. El Oso and Stevie G both picked six matches right and only got two wrong. So they finished six and two. They're tied. So they're co-AEW champions. And then the encyclopedia just behind them with five and three. So El Oso also maintains his hold of the world championship. And then we go on to the Survivor Series this Sunday from Chicago. First off, a little bonus. We have the number one contender triple threat match taking place at NXT TakeOver War Games 3. Damian Priest, the bruiserweight Pete Dunne, and former Sanity member, for those of you that might remember him from the main roster, uh, which probably equated to about three appearances maybe, Killian Dane. The three of these guys have been tearing it up on the main roster going after each other. I'm sorry, the NXT roster, I meant to say. Uh, but that being said, this is Chicago. This is where the Bruiserweight started his lengthy NXT UK title reign that lasted almost two years. Uh, the Chicago crowd loves the guy. I don't see them going with Dane or Damian Priest in this one because Priest is more of a tweener. I think they're still trying to figure out what his role is going to be in NXT, and Kelly and Dane is definitely a heel. We need a face to go on to face Adam Cole at Survivor Series for the NXT Championship, so I'm going to say that the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne is going to win at NXT TakeOver and move on to Survivor Series to face Adam Cole. Now, that being said, sorry, guys. I just don't see Adam Cole with the push he's been getting on all three shows, really. I don't see him dropping the belt 
this Sunday at take at Survivor Series. So I'm picking Adam Cole on that one. Uh, we have the Survivor Series matches. Let's go with those first. Uh, first off, we have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. Uh, on the Raw side, we do know of Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. That's as of Wednesday night before NXT airs, mind you. Um, I'm recording this from Scotland right now while I'm on vacation. On the SmackDown side, it's Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G. And on the NXT side, well, they haven't really announced anyone yet. All that being said, I think there's too many issues going on right now on the SmackDown side, especially between Reigns and King Corbin. Uh, Corbin trying to get Ziggler and Robert Roode to take the place of Shorty G and Mustafa Ali. I... I think there's too much dissension there. I mean, usually, WWE storyline-wise, there are times that they would play that up and that would lead to SmackDown somehow pulling it off. But I just think the Raw side is the strongest team right side. You got, in my opinion, you got four main event caliber guys on that team with Rollins, McIntyre, Owens, and Orton. And then you got Ricochet, who's an up-and-comer. Um I don't know, Shorty G and Mustafa Ali, I just don't think their stock's that high. Like I said, too much dissension on the side of SmackDown. And we have no idea who the hell NXT's sending up there. You also, don't forget, for and this goes across NXT, across the board, most of the people from NXT that are going to be on Survivor Series also have competed in NXT TakeOver War Games the night before. So, that's going to be a problem as well. So, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen there, but I'm going to say Team Raw on that one. The next Survivor Series match uh, on the women's side we have for Team Raw, as of right now, it's Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. They're taking on Team SmackDown, which is consisting of Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. And then once again, we got Team NXT, who... At least as of the time of me recording this, don't know who's on that team. I'm assuming Rhea Ripley is going to be involved. I'm going to assume Dakota Kai. I'm going to assume Tegan Knox. Uh, I guess time will tell. Um, it's not going to be Shayna Baszler. We know that much. Anyway, this is another tough one. Um, I feel like Raw has the strongest team as of right now. But I'm thinking I'm thinking Team SmackDown on this one. I just I don't think they're gonna give both of those matches to Raw. And I think Team Raw, at least some of those some of those ladies can take the loss and it's not gonna hurt them that much. I'm sorry, I just don't think the NXT is gonna win on this one. Um Alright, then we got the tag team champions of all three brands facing off. So we have Eric and Ivar, the Viking Raiders. We have Big E and Kofi Kingston, the New Day. Boy, Kofi's fallen quite a bit since he dropped the title, huh? And then we have the Undisputed Era tag team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, another big one here, uh, Viking Raiders ha have looked unstoppable. But a moment like this, I just feel like they're going to give it to the SmackDown team of Big E and Kofi Kingston. So those are my picks for that one. Then we get to, on the women's side, we have 
for three women's champions, all three, on all three brands. So we have Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Shayna Baszler. Now, this has probably been the best built of all the matches right now, in my opinion. I think they've done a nice job with the crossover. Bailey appearing on NXT on Raw, Shayna Baszler appearing on Raw and SmackDown. In fact, it seems like Becky Lynch is the one who's kind of done the least. I mean, that might change. We still have a couple shows coming up this week. Um, I don't think Becky Lynch needs the wing, so I'm crossing her off right there. I just don't think she needs this win at all. I don't see a point to having her win. I've been calling for Shayna Baszler to come up on the main roster. Um, there was that stare down interview with her and Becky Lynch a few weeks ago. There was all the interaction between Baszler and Bailey on SmackDown and NXT lately, and Raw for that matter. I think Shayna Baszler needs this win the most. I think it'll kind of prep her for that main roster run. I think they can really go with Baszler and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania building off Becky kind of putting Ronda Rousey on the shelf per se, even though we know that's not entirely true. If you watch Total Divas and you read the rumor well, we know that Ronda and Travis Brown are trying to have a family. Um, I just think Baszler and Becky would make a great match at WrestleMania. I think Baszler needs to win more. So this is one of the matches where I think NXT will get the win. Um, possibly the only match that NXT will get the win. Um, in addition... We also have all the mid-card champions on here. We have AJ Styles, the U.S. champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental champion, and Roderick Strong, the North American champion, and another one of these triple threat matches. I'm going to have to... I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to say... I, I, I don't think Roderick Strong's winning this, that's for sure. Um, the guy's not the most charismatic guy. I just He's one of those guys that I think best serves staying in NXT. Shinsuke, he was having that feud, or we thought we were getting a feud with him, Sami Zayn, and Daniel Bryan, and I think that kind of got put on hold because they wanted to get The Fiend on this card. Um, there was supposedly the belief that Daniel Bryan was supposed to beat Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental title and be inserted in this match, which I think would have been excellent, would have made him a better match. And I'm not trying to knock Shinsuke, he has the King of Strong style, he has gotten better over time, at least as far the main roster run is going. Shinsuke could probably use this win the most, but I think they're going to play it safe and they're going to give it to AJ Styles. And from there, we now have our championship matches. Um, we already did the NXT championship. Adam Cole is going to beat who I believe is going to be Pete Dunne. Uh, I don't really think it matters who he's defending against there, but big moment for NXT to be on one of the big four defending their title. Uh, so to speak. So let's start off with the Raw side because I don't think anybody really believes Rey Mysterio has a chance in hell of beating Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. It's been a two-month build. We had Cain Velasquez thrown in there, and I'm not convinced that Cain Velasquez isn't going to possibly come back and win the Royal Rumble and face Brock in a rematch at WrestleMania. Maybe that's when he gets his win. I just don't see Rey being able to pull it off against Brock. I mean... Let's be honest, there's guys that the fans have been behind more so as the underdog, like a Finn Balor earlier this year at the Royal Rumble that I think would have been would have been a better choice to be the one to beat Brock. I just don't see Mysterio doing it. This match is almost 20 years too late. This is something that could have been done when 
Mysterio and Brock first were on the main roster in 2002 or even in 2003. I mean, there were, there were, there were several years earlier where they probably would have had a better match. Brock wasn't kind of this monster destroying everybody. Uh, he was still, he was still a big guy. He still had power moves destroying, you know, the little guys back in his early run before he took off and tried for the Minnesota Vikings. But I just don't, I just don't think this match is going to be as great as everyone thinks it's going to be. Um, at least the way WWE is trying to hype it. It'll be a very good match, don't get me wrong, but I just don't see Rey Mysterio winning this one. Um, so, And I don't think they're going to continue this feud, so I'm picking Brock Lesnar on that one. And then the big question mark. Uh, we got the Fiend Bray Wyatt, who just won the Universal Championship, and he's facing Daniel Bryan. Now, I don't think there's a chance in hell Daniel Bryan's walking out as... WWE Universal Champion. That being said, I don't know that this feud is going to end quite yet. I could see this going on until maybe TLC. Um, I don't think this will go to the Royal Rumble. But the other thing is Daniel Bryan just lost to Adam Cole on TV. He lost to Blake Murphy in the last couple months. He hasn't really been getting the wins here. It's almost like a UFC fight. Uh, we've been getting a lot of UFC title fights where... You got a big name that's getting a title shot instead of who might be the number one ranked contender, and that's the case here. Um, I was thinking about saying Daniel Bryan winning on a DQ or a countout, uh, picking Daniel Bryan to win, but I just don't see it happening. So I'm picking The Fiend to win Survivor Series. Um, or not Survivor Series, I'm sorry. The WWE Universal Championship match. Uh, the Fiend's going to retain and continue his title reign. So uh, those are my picks. Uh, I'm curious how Eloso and Stevie G pick, but I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the great interviews that those two posted last week. Uh, you know I enjoyed them. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, check them out. And that's it, guys. I will be back in a few weeks. Talk to you soon. Thank you, the Encyclopedia, for those dope picks coming in from across the pond. Across the pond, on vacation for two weeks, still managed to take 12 minutes to explain his picks. Yep. He's giving you guys all the content you need. That's the encyclopedia. <laughs> I don't just give. I, I just don't give my winner. I explain everyone elaborately. There you go. Now, uh, we thank you guys for listening. We thank you, Jeanette, for coming on for this Survivor Series panel. We hope to have you on again for... Maybe Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. We yeah, love right. hearing She's the family. update. She'll be on again. That's yeah. a guarantee. We love well, hearing I'm the update to from be on you. Again, talking about this upcoming stuff we have planned for uh, Hulk Hogan and some other wrestlers gearing up for WrestleMania for sure. Nice. Absolutely. Now we still have it. We Come still on, have man. it on file of you throwing it out there to Charlotte Flair for WrestleMania down in Tampa. We're hoping to see that come to fruition maybe one day. Listen, you know, I I only speak the truth. I got to call out the big dogs. Go big or go home. Damn Let's right. do it. Now, we thank you guys for listening. www.thesportsfrenchypodcast.com. We will tag everybody and everything so you guys can go ahead and go follow Jeanette. She's a great follow. Keeping up with her and her WWE stuff, the Hogan Beat Shop stuff. Tune in. Uh, we will catch you guys next week or the week after. Oh, 
We will not. We will be off next week. We're taking the week off, and we will be back the week after with the encyclopedia in studio, and we will catch you guys then. Peace.